Test the limits of their friendship. I'm Lacey here with Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. Before we get started, you know what to do. Please take a moment and like, subscribe, rate, and review us on whatever platform you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, and Twitter at CinephileAttack. You can send us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined to donate to our indie podcast, you can make a donation at buymeacoffee.com backslash WCA. Hey, everybody. Hey. How are we? What have we been watching? I don't remember if I mentioned this. Uh, I watched this kind of in the middle of when we were doing all our specialty episodes. We didn't do recap. Did I talk about Tetris? No. No. I watched Tetris, the Apple TV Taron Edgerton semi-biopic. I put this on my letterbox. It's like an 8-bit Argo. It's kind of fun. It's just kind of goofy. It's a little more silly. It's a little light. It's it's kind of silly. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. Taron Edgerton is movie star quality. Like He's just kind of has the it factor. So anything he is in is at least decent. And I think it's a lot of fun. It's on Apple TV. Not me thinking this is about the game Tetris. It is. Yeah. It's oh. about it's it's about <laughs> how Tetris uh basically became the biggest game in the world because it was it was created by a, a computer engineer in Russia during the Cold War. Got and it's it. the fighting over the rights of like trying to get in, an American businessman trying to get in to Russia to get the rights to bring them back out to sell them to Nintendo. Kind of Got it. Argo, like, but for video game rights. Oh, we love Taron Edgerton. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What have I been watching? Well, we watched, me and you, not together, separately. We watched uh, a little mystery doc, American Nightmare. You know, I'd be in my, my, my crime, crime thriller bag sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I was home alone, and I thought it would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, same. What were we thinking? I don't know. It's just like, it felt me like... Me and Rashawn were yeah getting fucked up you know i will say this the documentary itself meh but the story is interesting in short basically about a girl that went missing that comes back i want to say 48 to 72 hours later the media in general just kind of turn it into a hoax without finding any of the real information it's only a three-part series i guess you could call it one perfect for me because any longer i'm like ah Tell me how it is, bitch. Um, like I said, like the story of it, like the, by the second episode, it kind of, the POV changes a little bit. So you're like, okay, I'm a little bit more intrigued. And then third episode, you see what it actually is. So you're like, okay, I'll stick around. It's an interesting kind of quick watch. Also, don't pause it in the middle of watching it and go walk your dog in the middle of the night. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, <laughs> don't up. watch it while you're home alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got like, 
a mastiff or like a right and like a king corso or something like (laughs) not a yorkie poodle okay (laughs) not a very friendly yorkie poodle that's easy on it a little little dumb a little yorkie poodle (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding coffee i'm just kidding you're not dumb i'm just kidding what about you rishon mel and i and a friend of the pod linden saw a movie together the new ava duvernay film called origin Mm -hmm. And what a watch. What a watch, bro. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. Uh, there's a book called Cast. The author of that book is the subject of the movie. And the plot of the movie is basically tracking her conception and writing of this book, um, which basically kind of tracks the origin of the caste system back to. Europe back to India and how that affected uh, racism in its inception. It's a heavy movie, a really, really heavy movie. It, it's part documentary, but it's also a narrative and it kind of blends those two together in a really interesting way. I, I think it is heavy, heavy, heavy and very emotionally uh, taxing. taxing. Yeah. Mm. Right on time. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I put it on my in my letterbox. So I didn't know much about this. This is also, I told Sam, hey, don't go watch trailers. Just go into the movie blind. Not for this one. <laughs> Not yeah. for this one. I had only seen, oh my God, Ava's directing it. John Bernthal and uh, what's her name, Rashani? Ajane? Ajanue. Ajanue, yeah. Ingenue's in it and I had only seen a clip of them like standing in front of in front of each other like looking lovingly at each other and then like a few other clips of like couples in the past in the historical past and I was like oh my god this is gonna be like a really romance romantical like history drama like love through the years no (laughs) no it is fucking and and plus Lyndon if you're listening the hype that you had around this movie, I was like, it's no about bitch. to be a good no Friday bitch. night. No, bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like, I have to have like a bottle of wine after this movie. It, it's like really yeah. devastating. Incredible, incredible, I think, experiment. But I, I don't mean that as a pejorative because it is a, a fantastic cinematic achievement but it it feels different and unique in a really great way but Mm. yeah Anjana Ellis is it doesn't work without her and I think she's absolutely amazing in it it's it's devastating to watch Lace, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> Pick us uh, I'm up. doing my second watch through of the Fall of the House of Usher right now. So. Uh, hell oh, yeah! Shit. Nice. <laughs> um, safe, safe space. <laughs> um, I, I think we've talked about it a little bit, so I won't go too much into it. I just think Mike Flanagan is amazing. I really like this adaptation of Poe's work. I've watched all but the finale right now and the finale like really cemented that it's one of my favorite Mike Flanagan pieces um so I'm excited to finish it out again but um highly recommend love me some Flaniverse content I didn't even know she was rewatching it and she's only got the finale left <laughs> oh shit churning through that shit 
to to be fair i started it while i was in portland working so i also saw uh the teacher's lounge yesterday oh yeah um this is germany's international feature submission it's great it's really really great i'm a big fan of anatomy of a fall but this and the zone of interest which i will never watch again but this is uh about a teacher who kind of gets caught up in uh, a scandal at her job uh, involving the teachers and the students uh, with accusations of theft. Um, And she kind of has to figure out who did what and when and where, and that kind of messes with the the politics and the power dynamics in this middle school in Germany. Um, She herself is an implant, and it, it creates this really interesting tension the movie is shot and kind of scored like a thriller, which is really cool. It's it's like a tight 90-ish minutes, and I, I thought it was really well done and, and much worth watching. I, I would still go with probably the zone of interest for the win, but... Not Anatomy? Um, anatomy Uh-oh. is my favorite. Zone of interest is just like origin. You're just like, fuck, why did I watch that? Why did my I watch that? That'll be the last time. Yeah, <laughs> well, just because, I mean, Anatomy is getting uh, so much Oscar buzz for everything else. I feel like a lot of times, if Sandra Hewler doesn't win, if none of them win, they'll be like, "Well, let's give them foreign movies." I think Anatomy might take a uh, screenplay, mm. which would be much deserved. Cool. All um, right, that screenplay is really great, so that might be its consolation. Oscar talk. Sorry, we could go on. <laughs> Don't ever be sorry for Oscar talk. It's that time of year. Me on me on Sesame Street. <laughs> February, the month of love. Jesus Christ! The month of passion. Let her let her cook. Let her cook. Black History Month. Okay, come on I'm now. It has nothing to do with this movie, but I I just wanted to say it. Oh, okay. um, I appreciate it. <laughs> I was like going through my head. I was like, <laughs> not a single, not a single one. Um, yeah, I don't give a fuck. What are we fighting about today? <laughs> what an intro, <laughs> Lacey. Joshua, Phantom of the Opera. We are fighting the <laughs> Play that orchestral masterpiece, Rashawn. I don't have a keyboard intro in front of me. I don't even, I don't even need it. <laughs>
musical written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, Joel Schumacher, based on the novel by Gaston Leroux, directed by Joel Schumacher, starring Gerard Butler, Emmy Rossum, Patrick Wilson, Miranda Richardson, Minnie Driver, and Simon Callow. The Phantom of the Opera is the story of a young soprano who becomes the obsession of a disfigured and murderous musical genius who lives beneath the Paris Opera House. Hmm. Thank you, IMDb. Sponsor us. Um, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera, I feel, is like the penultimate theater nerd obsession that at, at least all theater people that I grew up with uh, loved. When this movie came out, I had not seen the live stage production, but I had read the book. I just, 2004, I was a freshman in high school, like peak hormones, and I had the best time. I had the best time <laughs> in 2004. I had the best time yesterday rewatching it. I didn't like fully realize. I probably haven't seen this movie in like a decade, actually. I, I haven't watched it in a very, very long time. Josh, how much was I quoting it? So, oh, you and Sam sang the whole movie. The whole movie. Wow. The whole um, time. Of course. Of course Sam, Sam was in the kitchen. You were just next to me. I just had like surround, <laughs> surround sound. Surround sound. Surround sound for you. How um, lovely. <laughs> he was it, doing Christine's part. She was doing the Phantom. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> Watching it in 2004, I thought it was such a spectacle. Like, I thought it was so beautiful to look at and it, it I think Joel Schumacher did just such an amazing job of creating this highly stylized theatrical world and watching it last night I felt the same way like I just kept watching and being like the 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 quality of the world building I think is really really well done in this say what you will about uh some people in it <laughs> but i think it's sung beautifully especially by emmy rossum and patrick wilson yeah i don't i don't care this like feeds the little 13 year old theater kid inside of me i have so much fun watching it i think this is andrew lloyd weber's best music um <laughs> i don't care <laughs> I don't care. I love it. I love this movie. I love this musical. Um, fight me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Josh. Jo I'm going to say this. I thought I had Josh in the first half of this movie. I was you, like, I'm not alone. You probably did. <laughs> this is great. And then about halfway through, I, I, I felt like I lost you. Is it because I started making more jokes? Yes. <laughs> you, sometimes, it's a lot of times that's a good barometer, but you can't always gauge if I like a movie or not by how much I'm, I'm cracking shit up about it, okay? Okay, you so know what me, did you think, Josh? I like to make a joke, bitch. Uh, <laughs> I had not seen this since, I think, high school 
or like junior high even i think i watched it on vhs when it first came out with like a bunch of friends cool cool dude shit you know hey i got the vhs i realized something while watching this my issue isn't with the musical itself i like christine's theme i think the phantom theme is like one of the best like i it's just very i like it a lot it tickles my brain the the progression of the song i love the music in this my problem is i dude i don't like opera holy fuck <laughs> Period. Any, 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 any bit of it <laughs> so the, like so the fan of the opera as a musical like the score i think is really great i think the music is really great the story is good but when when exposition is being given in opera, I'm like gripping my seat, trying to focus. I'm like, don't do now, don't do now, don't do now, don't do now. <laughs> like I'm trying so hard to hear what they're saying because all I want to do is stop paying attention. <laughs> so like, it's a, it's. I don't want to give it a thumbs down, but it's not a thumbs up. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's like, almost I knew worse. it. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, there's too much opera in the film of the opera. <laughs> More phantom, less opera. Uh, um, I saw both of your letterbox reviews, so I'm going to go with... I've been fucking rich once. Possibly Sorry, the more maybe-ish positive one. In Rashan. Dude, I was no good when I read Rashan. <laughs> Rashan, can you please uh, read your letterbox review for us? Can you reenact it? Yeah. This is a new segment. I love movies. Letterbox break. I love watching them. And I love making them. Letterbox break. <clears throat> Folds libretto, lowers glasses. Hmm. Patrick, Gerard, switch. Okay, from the top. <laughs> <laughs> they just know both parts just yeah. for this. I, don't care. I know all it the could parts, happen. so that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, here's where you have me, Lacey, is because I think I'm the closest to you with, like, being a musical theater kid out of the four of us. Mm -hmm. So, Phantom is just, like, you have to, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't, so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Phantom is either... What I love about Andrew Lloyd Webber is you cannot be middle of the road about his work. You either love it or you hate it. And I, I like that because he's he's distinct. Like Sondheim, who we talked about on the show. You know, you either, you're in or you're out. You're either in or you're out. Uh, I'm okay. out on Phantom. Um, <laughs> I've never really liked it. Having said that, I have been on this pod as a fan of Schumacher. And I do love Batman and Robin, unironically, unashamedly. 
And I think there are parts of this movie that suit him well. There aren't a lot of those parts. But for what he does, like the opening right after the auction when the chandelier lifts, yeah, that's that's Schumacher shit. That's when the material meets the artist and it works. Um, There's not much else I can commend about this film. But I don't want it to be a pylon. Y'all are crazy. I don't. I don't get this story, and I do think with my comical letterbox, whatever. I do think if Patrick Wilson was the Phantom, I think that would alleviate a lot of the problems. Not to say that Gerard Butler get him out of here. I think if if he was Raúl, maybe it would work a little better for me because you would get the draw of the Phantom in this. In this movie, I don't think you understand that. Remake it. She wants a baddie with 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 Patrick as the Phantom now. Yeah. Yeah. I also I don't I also don't think there's danger in this movie, and I think you need danger with. Oh my God! There's Phantom so much the danger. Opera. Did you see how many people died? <laughs> keep the hand. Keep your hand at the level of your eyes, Rashawn. I'm coming. I'm Why coming did she you. say that? Just because he likes to hang, like choke people. Yeah, well, if you keep your hand at the level of your eyes, he can't get the rope around your neck. Right, right. You yeah. can grab it. Because he's, he's he's like strangled or hung like two or three people. So, so that's yeah. it. Yeah. Why didn't she just say, like, watch your neck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not as poetic. Because it's not well, musical. Because once it's around your neck, like it's around your neck. You know, that's you know, true. Tom Cruise could get out of that a bit. Why doesn't Tom Cruise play role in a lit? No. No. So I'm I'm... I'm in the corner and watching this fight happen, but I might get some leaks in. Or I might protect you at some point. <laughs> Royal <laughs> Rumble style. All right, Mel. <laughs> um, you want to read you know, your, your review too, or you just want to... I could rest. read my review. Yeah. Oh, dude. It says, My high school drama teacher took the drama club to see this on Broadway my senior year. I fell asleep through most of it, woke up when the chandelier came crashing down. Very cool on stage. Same applies for the film. And then two emojis of the ZZ, ZZ sleeping. <laughs> the ZZ, ZZ um, You uncultured swine, all three here's of you. the thing. I agree with the, the, the drama club theater nerd thing. I clearly went to go see it. I had it on DVD. I had a fucking CD that had the songs on it. Not the soundtrack. It was just like Broadway songs. Um, so I felt like I really tried to like this because I felt like I had to. Like, you like theater, bitch? You gotta like Phantom of the Opera. Not true. <laughs> I remember seeing this quite a lot. And then I think I haven't seen it again, like, in 15 years, maybe. And I really thought I was gonna turn it on and be like, you know what? It kind of goes. It fucking doesn't go. Yes, it does. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It really had me in the first half. <laughs> like, wherever Josh checked out, I can bet all my shillings that I checked out at the same part. Because, baby, opera is not for me. And I thought and I wished and I hoped that I was an opera girly. Like, I could just see myself getting cute, going to the opera with my little binoculars, having a good time. <laughs> and then I would just, like, fall asleep, bitch. Like, it's just not for me. Sorry. I'm not a fan, Andy. I'm just like not a fan of the music. 
I <laughs> I turned to Rashawn and I said, when we hear the Phantom, like the song, when we're going into his sewer, mm-hmm. I said, is this the song? And he said, yeah, this is like the Phantom song. And I said, but like, does it sound like this on stage? And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, like with the synth. And, like, it sounds very kind of, like, 80s almost. And he's like, yeah, that's, like, the Andrew Lloyd Webber of it all. And he, w- I was like, okay, not for me. I think what? there are... I disagree with I, you on that part. I think that Phantom Thief. Like, Matt, do you want opera or do you want not, not opera? Not opera. No, pardon. That's a good question. Well, then there's the, the synth part. That's then. what the synth is. No, that's I know, the, I know. I, I don't think I'm even, like, saying it's bad... I just think it threw me off and then everyone kept singing through the dialogue and I couldn't get on board anymore. I will say to the instrumental heads out there so they don't get mad at us, it's closer to an organ than it is a synth. It's like a yes. like an electronic organ. There we go. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's not like DJ Tiesto's back there. <laughs> that didn't work for her either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I feel like at certain parts I was like, okay, this kind of goes right here compared to the other songs. And Masquerade, all right, I'll give it to you on that one. Masquerade, but great. and the dude, he thought he was, he was doing, he was he, getting, he it. thought he was getting it. He said, <laughs> no, I don't know, he was. he was getting it. <laughs> Mr. Black and White Cookie, like <laughs> doing the Victorian so, version of like popping and locking. Hello. <laughs> yeah, it's a thumbs down from me. <laughs> no way. <laughs> No way. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. so silent, good monsieur? Did you think that I had left you for good? Have you missed me, good messieurs? I have written you an opera. (laughs) Okay, wait, but I have a question for Mella and Josh, because you both say you don't like opera. So do you not like the opera pieces in this, or do you not like the singing dialogue? that part both are they are they the same thing no like Mm -hmm. the opera when you last night josh when you were like i just don't like opera i thought you weren't a fan of the actual stage parts that were happening in the movie that part i didn't feel as negatively about because i knew i could kind of tune that out (laughs) like i could just watch it but when it's operatic dialogue i know i need to listen to this so i'm like Because, I mean, there's a lot of shows now that are operas. Yeah. Like Hamilton's an opera, Rent is an opera. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's the operatic singing. It's the the hot, the falsetto vibrato. Just like. But it's so beautiful. Is it? And it conveys so much emotion. That I disagree with. I can see how it's beautiful. I don't know if it conveys emotion because to me it's the same. It's the same style of singing. There's no, there's no differential difference in it. 
Yeah, but there is, depending on the scene. The scene where they get all of the Phantom's letters is completely different than the dialogue happening between Christine and Raul in the dungeon before pa- Point of No Return. That's the differentiation. I, well, I guess I guess I should say, to me, that's that's the actors and the singers providing the emotion and not the opera itself providing the emotion. I don't understand what you're like like uh, like <laughs> opera opera can have as much emotion in it as regular singing as speaking dialogue given the actor behind it. I don't yeah. think opera adds any emotion to it. Um so with that said, I just don't like it. Yeah, cuz I remember seeing Rent for the first time and it's very different style. It's rock opera, but it's still an opera. They don't have a scene where they're just talking. And it took me a minute, right? Like, I was like, oh, there's, like, always music. We're always talking in a in a song or whatever. Um, and I didn't think I liked it for a really long time. And then I think I just kind of got used to it. And then I started liking it. And Hamilton also, like, I wasn't aware that it was an opera just because of the style. I like that music more because it's not a classic opera. Yeah. I think that's but... like, yeah, when it comes to like a rock opera or a hip hop opera, like it's the quantifying word that I choose. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I it think all comes a... down to the classic operatic singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, cause I don't really enjoy opera either and I don't like I am not a classic musical theater girly I am not I can respect carousel I can respect (laughs) you know uh the music man I can respect all of these older musicals that have those high sopranos tenors and baritones and like you said Josh the vibratos but none of those musicals work for me the way that Phantom of the Opera does and I don't know if that is, I mean, I think it is. I think it's because of the story that's behind it too. I think it's being set in a theater, the ghost and spooky paranormal aspect to it, the murderous aspect. Well, I thought I at least had you on like the, the murdery stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. Her or me? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. I don't know. But, the, but. With the murder? Yeah. Love the good murder. Love that shit. The scary ghost in the in the basement of the theater. God, yes. That first time his voice um, echoes through the theater. It's great. Ugh, but there's chills. But I I don't feel like the filmmaking enhances that because it feels like feels safe. It, it feels safe. It feels very safe and the when he the first hanging should be and i believe i've never seen the show but i feel like in the show it's a surprise when the body drops on stage yeah it is and we we see every step of that in the movie and i feel like you know when you film a musical adaptation i've had my beef with the last few you know what i mean but (laughs) that's the medium where you can kind of do anything and change anything and adapt it to this medium and i feel like this for better or worse is very faithful to the stage and it feels like a musical filmed for the movies as opposed to in the adaptation yeah i 
agree and I disagree because there are a lot of asides that are added into the movie, like the chase scene that's happening during the opera before the first hanging. We don't get to see that on stage. There's no sword fight in the graveyard between the Phantom and Raul on stage. And those moments, I think, really enhance the story and, like, give you a second point of view. It, 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 I don't know, and maybe this is where a lot of people fall out, but it, it, it makes the Phantom less spooky and more of a, a real person, real a real threat in the theater. And I think that's why I like it, because the Phantom is not a good dude, okay? Oh, he, we know he's this. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He's he's mm-hmm. the villain, but, but I also want to give him a hug. Like I feel bad <laughs> for him too. She loves a bad boy. Am I right, guys? Yeah, totally. I do. I feel so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> shut up. I think it's easier to view the Phantom as the villain on the stage, and I think this adaptation humanizes him a bit more. And maybe that's why it doesn't work for you a lot, Rashawn. I don't know. I, if you I like loved, the spooky phantom side of it. I would have loved like a mixture of both. Like I would have loved if we it started like he's the phantom and the hanging just happens. And there's these things like, is this place haunted? What the fuck is going on? And then through Christine, we learn, oh, no, it's just a, it's just a horny guy. Like the guy. if it so if it starts like kind of we don't know, we're unsure. But that's not Shoemaker, you know, subtlety is not necessarily shoemaker style so but i i would have liked a little a little bit of both a little bit of Mm. of mystery at first and then we discovered together that no he's just this rich dude in the basement you know yeah i think also like the look of the film just is not dark enough for me for what it is like this guy is murdering people and we get down to his sewer and it's like almost romantic yes it's very romantic i think and which okay you know right because like he is like trying to seduce her and woo her and groom her yeah um but i don't think (laughs) before christine he was trying to like make it romantic you know what I mean? Like the Phantom wasn't in there. Like I'm like, gonna make this place look like like a fucking animals. love lair. Like uh, no, I do. Yeah, I think the Phantom is obsessed with beauty, obsessed with perfection. I think he's very vain. He lives in in the sewer, in the cellar, in this deep, dark, dank place. So he wants to make it as beautiful as he possibly can. Okay, Alan. I had a, a, a slight issue with that because at first when you first, when the mask is taken off at kind of a distance, there's a lot of quick cuts. At first you're like, is there anything wrong with him? Yeah, for a quick second. <laughs> and then and then it gets taken off at the end and it's like, okay, that's bad, but like not what he's done bad. And then the argument is, oh, it isn't that bad, but he is so obsessed with vanity and beauty that to him it's the worst possible thing. Okay, but then to kind of contradict itself, then you have this scene when he's a kid, he's the devil's child. It's like, okay, so other people do think it's that bad. It's not just him, because he was like, 
shunned as a kid for this deformity. But really, it's, it's just not, it's okay. It just kind of looks like a birthmark on his face. Like, it's I not think that you have to put it in the, in the time period yeah. as well. Like, this is the, you know, 1800s, early 1900s. That is not, that is yeah. how he would have been treated. It's true. And I think the, the musical and the movie addresses that towards the end when Christine says, sings, says <laughs> this haunted face holds no horror for me now it's in your soul that the true distortion lies it's it's a bar the face is something she could have gotten past if he wasn't such a bad person right what I wonder are if she you really rolling could. your eyes at the two of them what are you laughing at you two i was just... like that's a bar i don't know hold on come on i think that there's i love that and i agree with you and it's there, but there's just not enough of it. I, I think there's no risks taken in this adaptation. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of subtext about, you know, sexual danger and daddy issues and her being a woman trapped between these two men. And I feel like none of that is, like, even hinted at. You know what I mean? It's in the, it's in the actual text of the music, but the movie is just kind of, glossy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if it if it went a little deeper with that i think even if the actual murder wasn't explicit the movie would have a little bit more edge and i feel like because i feel like this is an edgy story but it's it's very safe and glossy i felt that way in 2004 it felt Mm -hmm. safe to me in 2004 watching it now i think a lot of that lies in emmy rossin's performance and I think a lot of what she does is really subtle, but it's if you're watching for it, it's so expertly done. Like you can see the moments in the movie where she is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? She's hypnotized. She's like yeah. totally brainwashed and hypnotized. And you can see the conscious moments where she chooses as an actor this is when I'm going to snap out of it. This is when mm-hmm. I'm going to make a different choice. And I think for me, that made this watch. This was the first time I watched it. And I was like, mm, Phantom's kind of giving me the it. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that, I think, hangs fully on Christine slash Emmy Rossum's shoulders. How old is Christine in the script? In the script, she's 16. She's 16? Okay. Yeah. Because hadn't he been keeping an eye on her since she was like seven or something? Yes, Josh. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm backing you up, dude. Get the ick from the Phantom. He's <laughs> icky. He but that's I- fine. Like, give more of that ick. Otherwise, it's not, it's not interesting. You know what I mean? Like, a love triangle is fine, but it's not compelling. But I think it's this. so comp- this watch like really cemented for me. I think they do a good job. I think they do a really good job. I think Joel Schumacher and Gerard Butler do a really good job of not making this guy likable. You sympathize and you empathize for him, but I don't like the Phantom in this. I think he's an asshole. Uh, can we sure? Can we talk yeah. about GB? Yeah. He gets a lot of hate for this movie, and I don't think he's that bad. The singing is not where he's it not, should be. He's not bad. He's just miscast, I think. Yeah. 
don't think it's a bad singer, but I th- yeah, I think this is maybe with Christine. I think these two parts are one of the hardest parts right. in this era of musicals to like mm-hmm. really nail. And I love Gerard Butler, but yeah, I think he's he does fine. All of the things you're saying, Lacey, are true about the Phantom. You're not. You're supposed to want to love him despite who he is. And I think his voice should be a very important part of that. Like, he should have a velvet, buttery, operatic voice. And I feel like Gerard was directed into one gear of just anger and, like, manic violence. Yeah. Yeah. And it he has to entice you and, like, seduce you. And I vocally, I don't get that from him. And I I feel bad because I feel like he got the short end of the stick. He just shouldn't have been... He's singing like a rock opera. Yes, one hundred percent. He has that voice. He has which like a I think kind of belty, gravelly rock opera voice. It works for everything except for the beautiful parts, like that scene at the end of Point of No Return where he's singing "All I Ask of You" to her. Like that should be the most beautiful thing we've heard in the entire show, mm-hmm. and it's just not. It's not Patrick Wilson. Can we talk about Patrick Wilson? Be- My God, yes, we can. <laughs> what kind of question is that with this group? Of course we can talk about Patrick Wilson. I will say, when I watched this in 2004, I was totally, oh, he looks like Beauty and the Beast, Prince Adam, when he becomes a human. I hate him. Why would Christine choose him? Blech. He does, huh? Yeah, he does. Um, also Disney <laughs> kicking huge his feet. missed opportunity for the live action Beauty and the Beast but watching it this time she made the right choice <laughs> hey hey I'm right Things here <laughs> no, he's later. so sweet and he loves her so much he sings like an angel he defends her and protects her I love Raul I love him yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> God really set the mold on white man when he made that one. <laughs> <laughs> Me looking at Matt Damon. I love, or... love Patrick Wilson. He's so good. He's so good. Is that is that a wig? I have a dig with a wig. Why do we need wigs in the first place? I have a dig. I have a dig. I have a dig with a wig. Turn the wigs around. I didn't you know that's supposed to be a wig that he's wearing. I have a dig with a wig. I have a crunchy dig. wig. That's a good word, that we. Baby, but it's a we. This wig, mama. Yeah. Okay. That's a wig. Uh-huh. It's a good wig. It's a, I was going to say, it's good. I, it's a good wig, but it's a wig. Uh, it's, for me, it's a bad wig, definitively, if I know that it's a wig. Period. It's a decent go. to good wig, if I have to question it. There are two, there's just, the coin has two sides. Yeah. <laughs> if I can tell it's a wig, that's bad. Yeah, it looks like it's coming from his scalp. Yeah. Well, it's just my proximity to Carmela because I used to think that way, but now I'm like, well, I can just tell wigs now because Carmela won't shut the fuck up. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but now I'm like, well, if I can tell it's a wig, that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, right? But that because we had this conversation during after origin because the wigs were wigging, but this one because the phantom has a wig attached to the mask, 
Yeah, he's got a whole He thing. does. Okay. I had a really big problem with that at the end of the movie. I talked about it like a lot. They got Lacey and Sam told me to stop talking about it. <laughs> like when his mask comes off and he's running around with his flowy hair, I was like, what happened to his hair? It was pitch black for the whole it's on movie. The floor. It is on the floor. You know how some people like, well, not some people, you can order a hat with hair on it. Yeah, I got the, like the I got a Rasta hat. Here, hold up. Josh. No, you, you don't. Do not Sit put down. Those dreads on. <laughs> for the I, got, I got one more day. <laughs> it's the 31st. One love, one, one journey. Um, we didn't talk about, we didn't keep talking about Patrick Wilson. This has been Carmela's dig out of wig. We're talking about his wig. I think he should be the, I think he should be the Phantom. Ah, uh, he can't, he can't be the Phantom right there. He's a little too Why? young and he's 04, too pretty. Right? Yeah. But he's I, too I, soft then. Now I would love to see him mm-hmm. play Phantom. I do like the idea of someone very pretty being the Phantom and really, yeah. really fucking that face up. Insane. Eating it with an like, really good work. Is yeah. Gerard not good looking? I think, it, but Gerard's got like, Gr- hey, like, hey, 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 hey. Rashawn. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's the office this. Is yes. is Gerard Butler hot? Yes. I say yes. Hot? Hot? Okay, okay, fine. Okay, okay, wait. We're talking about Gerard in 2004, correct? Not like now. Yeah. Yeah, like in this movie. I mean, it's in 2004. A year before 300, or like a year after, or right around 300, so that era Gerard. Um, Can I pull up a pick? Can I pull up a pick? Yes. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay. I'm gonna say... Or is he hot? Does, is he good looking? Does what it is matter he? in competition with Patrick Wilson in 2004? Is what that do, do we take that into a account? Consideration. No, just is he hot? Is he attractive? Oh, no. Would you swipe? <laughs> Disappointed. It's because like he's not hot, but he's attractive, and I think those are very different. Would smash, but doesn't mean he's hot. <laughs> in no world is Gerard Butler an ugly. Man. Right. Yes. No. I just I don't think I don't think he's pretty in the way that Patrick Wilson no. is either. And yes. I think I think they want. I mean, maybe they were going for that because he's got like this sort of you know more rugged action hero sort of kind of t- rough and tough look. Mm-hmm. And that's not. I I I like the idea of the juxtaposition of a really like pretty man under the Phantom mask, and then when you mm-hmm. take it off, the that portion of the face is like burnt and grotesque and like that really drives cool. it home yeah he it's I, scary I like... in the stage version like yeah the, it's a lot the makeup more... is yeah. really scary i wish they had leaned more into that for the movie i i think his career it, he's cast as the pretty man and he like reveals layers beneath that like little children young adults the switch. Uh, you know what movie he's great in? Terrace. Yeah. That sad rom-com about the letters. Oh, P.S. I Love You? Oh, I was talking about Patrick Wilson. But... Oh. <laughs> 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 but yes, also agree with Patrick Wilson. Like, he's... That's all. <laughs> he, 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 on the surface, looks like he's just like this, like... Madney idol, yeah. Yeah, no thoughts. Just kind of dumb, pretty guy. But then psych... He's got so thoughts. Good. Angels in America kills He's so good. You're safe. No one will find you. 
Your fears are far behind you. All I want is freedom, a world with no more night. And you, always beside me, to hold me and to hide me. Then say you'll share with me one love, one lifetime. I would like to talk about somebody who I think is my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. Go, Josh, go. Minnie Driver is so good <laughs> in this, dude. I don't is care. so funny. She's hysterical. Even I know she's the only one that's singing is dubbed. She, dude, she's so fucking funny in this. I was excited every time she was on the screen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Nope. No, not no? for No? Yes. Yes. I just think, and this is not her fault, because she's never anything less than fantastic in anything. But I just think she's directed in a different movie, and her movie is very much trying to be Moulin Rouge. And I don't... I think Moulin that's Rouge just her character. S- it is, but there's not a good blend of those tones to me. By the time she, because she's kind of the first act of the movie, like her, the phantom messing with her throat spray and all that stuff. Like she's, she's very much playing to the back row. And I feel like the rest of the movie is not able to match that energy or blend it well. I don't think it's supposed to though. She's the prima donna. Like she has an entire song about how she is. That. I'm not I'm not saying anyone should be like her or vice versa. I'm just saying it's not directed well to where it makes sense to be in the same movie. I yeah, disagree. I think I would be interested to see this directed by someone else. The Joel Schumacher of it all doesn't quite work with like the theme of this. You know, it works with Batman and Robin because you can have like those don't know the technical term but you can have like the really sharp cut angles and the zoom into the faces and like that works right but I think something like this there is like romance and mystery and you know like suspense to it that I think the filmmaking and the directing doesn't really capture well and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier about it being darker like imagine Guillermo de Toro on this there is a romance to all of his films, I think, in a different way. You know, not in a Valentine's Day way, but in a, like, dark, um, gothic way that I think would be sick to see to go down into that cellar. You know, the, the fog is coming in, and it can still be beautiful. It can still have, like, all of this vanity to it, but you have, like, dark reds and grays and greens, and it's beautiful in a different way. And I think... A lot of that that you were talking about earlier, Rashawn, about the subtext of things could come out easier because we're already we're already like immersed in it. The bright and kind of like Moulin Rouge thing works for like the stage, but not so much the movie that they're trying to make in this. Dude, bring bring back Patrick Wilson as the Phantom, Emmy Rossum as Carlotta, and give it to Guillermo. Bye. <laughs>
catch me opening night, midnight. I will be there. <laughs> Fans will definitely look grotesque. Um, oh, he'd have a horn. He'd yeah. really be the devil. He'd have child. a fucking horn and tails. Like. <laughs> a lot of musicals, unfortunately, suffered in the shadow of Moulin Rouge, but Moulin Rouge is responsible for like that resurgence. And this one is just, I know Phantom predates Moulin Rouge by decades, but it kind of feels like a copy, weirdly. At least for, at least for the first act or so, you're just like, well, I, you, did you guys watch Moulin Rouge? This is crazy. <laughs> I think yeah, like um, the theater part of the Phantom of the Opera is very Moulin Rouge to me. Yeah. Which I don't like hate. I like Moulin Rouge, but yeah. I just think, that yeah, like the tonal switch between it being like fun and circusy and like reds and pinks and baby blues, and then we go into the Phantoms sewer, and I want it to be like grim and dark, and it still isn't that. So it's like, oh, he's like not that bad, right? Like <laughs> he's okay. I don't know. I kind of part fuck of with the him. facade. <laughs> Speaking of facade, give me Jekyll and Hyde. Next, that's what I want. Next, Ooh, that's a good one. That's Not a good show with Dustin Hoff or no, what's his name? Don't, um, don't say this. David Hasselhoff, okay. Not David, David Hasselhoff. Hey. Oh my god, it, have you not seen? It works. No, it's it does bit. work, but not in a movie. Don't do it. <laughs> not Patrick yeah, Wilson. Revive. No, Done. no, no. We already had a Jekyll and Hyde that was robbed of a standalone, he's been in musicals. Russell Crowe. Josh. He was he was Dr. <laughs> Jekyll for Tom Cruise's The Mummy. Josh. That's okay. From an Did acting standpoint. From an acting he standpoint. Sing. He would uh, Don't do this, yeah. He's in a band. He's in a band. He can he sing. Can sing. He, he, can he can sing. I'm not Jacqueline Hyde. How do you know? You haven't heard him. He was robbed of a standalone movie. He would fucking devour that role. I don't care. Not the musical. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, coming twenty twenty six. Rashawn, get on it. <laughs> Call Patrick. Lacey, did you love Les Mis? No. The show or the movie? No. I loved okay. the musical. I, I've seen the musical a few t- times on stage. I did not love the movie at all. That's a <laughs> that's a cool trivia. Speaking of Les Mis and musicals, what's his name? Uh, Ramin uh, Karimlu, like Broadway legend. He was the christine's dad in this making him the only person to play all three men in christine's life he's played raul the phantom and now her father in the movie but also he's right there just let him be phantom dude actually (laughs) he's so good his voice is incredible bananas all right well i didn't i don't feel like that was that bad you you know what you stood on business a little bit you you've you've you really defended yourself in this one that was a good job Lacey. thank you I love, I love it. I love this movie. Um, any final? Oh, I just wanted to say one quick thing. Um, the first time Christine rides into the sewer, yeah, she like automatically has a smoky eye, mm. and I thought that was really fucking funny. And, like, <laughs> and a new wig. And a new wig. <laughs> she like she came literally out of the fog, new wig, smoky eye only on the lid. Hell yeah. And Sean's like, being, well, yeah, look at all the fog. She's being entranced. 
Dude. Yeah. Those Bugs Bunny booby traps that the Phantom has set up in his cave. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> He's all he has is time. Time dude. and twenty thousand bucks a month. Yeah. He's yeah. making shit. He's home alone down there. <laughs> all right. Who wants to play a game? What? Me. I want to play a game. All right, everyone. Gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. This game is called <laughs> Letterboxd Reviews. <laughs> Suit. Um, Giggling. All of us are on Letterboxd. You can follow us there. One of my favorite things to do after I watch a movie is to go through and read re- reviews, read what other people think of the movie that I just watched. And I, no joke, spent about 45 minutes crying on the couch laughing at these Phantom of the Opera reviews on Letterboxd last night. Like, She's not exaggerating. Not joking. <laughs> Such a long time. So... The game today, I am going to read you a Letterboxd review. You all will have the opportunity to guess how many stars the review has based on what the review says. If okay. the one who gets the closest, there can be multiple people. If you both, if you all guess the same thing, you each get a point. Whoever gets the closest gets a point. If you are the only one to get the closest, there is a bonus option. Did the person give the re- the movie a heart as okay. well with their review? That can be a bonus point. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we're not shouting yes. out or buzzing in. We're just giving our guests a number. We can both yep. have the same guess. Yep. Cool. First review. Great movie. Actually incredible. I didn't like watching it and never want to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's giving that's giving four to me. <laughs> I was gonna say four. Alright. Um I'm gonna say just a heart. So zero. Yeah, because zero is an option, right? Yep, zero mm-hmm. is an option. Halves are an option. Yep. Okay, I would say no stars of the heart. Okay, well, I'll make it interesting then. I'll say three and a half. Mella got it right on with four stars. Why did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! because that that reads to me i understand it's a good film i saw it good whatever but i'm not watching it again (laughs) mela do you think there was a heart or no heart no heart no heart you are correct two points the heart is personal why did i do that why did i change it that'd be different different. next review damn girl you're so sexy Want to come to my sewer and listen to me yell at you with the <laughs> emoji? Uh, two. One. A two and a half. <sighs> Mella got the closest. It was a three-star review. What? <laughs> no heart. No heart. Damn. She's running away. <laughs> <laughs> All the Phantom had to do was act chill for a fucking moment and he couldn't have and he could have dated Christine. <laughs> <laughs> like, actually. Actually, for real. Three. I was going to say three as well. So let's do, let's do one. I'll do two. 
Josh is the closest. No hearts. Oh, shit. Or, no sorry, stars. no stars. <laughs> no stars for this one. Hearts or no hearts, Josh? Also, no hearts. Come on, Freudian slip. It did get a heart. Ah! <laughs> oh, shit. I feel like a lot of the zero stars might have a heart. People in Letterboxd write the most glowing review and then give it two stars. <laughs> yeah. Gerard Butler is to this movie what Pierce Brosnan is to Mamma Mia. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. One star. You said one star? Mm-hmm. Oh, three star. I'm, I'm sick of now go, going last, so I'm waiting. I'm going to go uh, no stars and a heart. Let's do let's do two stars. That is a glowing five star review. <laughs> what? Fuck. <laughs> 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 so Rashawn, you are the closest. Oh shit. Does it have a heart or not? Uh it does. It does. Yeah. It does. <laughs> Damn. <clears throat> Look how shitty the lead is. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> Everyone should go watch it. <laughs> My dog George, the angel of poop, watched with me. Smiley face. <laughs> That's three, I'm, dude. That's three right there. I'm gonna four say stars. four four stars. What did you um, say, Rashawn? I said four, but I'll say four and a half. It was four. Four exactly. Does it have a heart, Mel? It does. It does. Damn. George she had a the good Angel time. of Poop. The Phantom sang like an idiot. Main dumbass of the movie, The Phantom. (laughs) Main dumbass. Five stars, dude. Five stars. Uh, I'm going to go with one star. Three. Rashad gets the point. Three and a half stars. Okay. Okay. Oh, so he didn't have a bad time? (laughs) But The Phantom's an idiot. He is an idiot. (laughs) Main dumbass in the movie, dude. Does it get a heart, Rashawn? No heart. No heart. You are correct. Trashy, but in a really fun way. That's four. That's four. I'm locking in four immediately. I'm going to lock in. Damn it. I'll lock in two and a half. Carmella gets it with two and a half stars. Does it have a heart, Mel? Yes. Yes, it does. Mel's like locked in. What the hell? Don't understand. I rating. think because I'm using my own logic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm using mine as well, which is why it's not working. This is a little bit longer one. Okay. The Phantom is a freak. I swear to God, but I don't really understand why he was hated. He ain't that ugly. I swear to God, but he is not that fine. Whatever. Eye roll emoji. And the main girl, she was good at singing, like me. <laughs> Like me. Like me. He's a freak or whatever. <laughs> for real, for real. Um, She's got a down. Four stars. I'm going to say four um, and a half. I'm going to go with three. Four, four and a half, three? Yeah. yeah. Josh mm-hmm. gets it. It is a five star review. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. That's a heart, dude. She hearted that shit. She sure did. <laughs> Let's go. Good singer, just like her. <laughs> she saw herself in this movie. <laughs> right. I can't believe the Phantom was just some alive guy in their basement. 
<laughs> no, it's true. Let's go with two stars. I was going to say two as well. Let's go zero. Oh. One star. That is a four star <laughs> review. What's Damn. happening? So, Mella, you got the closest. Does it have a heart? No. It does. It does okay. have a heart. <laughs> okay. Oh, alive guy. Love that Christine put on a sexy lace top to go to her dad's grave. (laughs) (laughs) They push them things up, too. (laughs) They tried their best. Uh, Um, That's two. I'm going to go with four. Uh, Three. Josh gets it. It is a one and a half star. (laughs) Did it get a heart? I think it might, yeah. No heart. Ah. No heart. This is literally high camp. They voguing during masquerade. That's camp. <laughs> you wrote this. Like- <laughs> <laughs> uh, four stars. That's a, that's an even three. I'm gonna go five. It's three and a half, so I'm gonna give it to Rashani and Josh. No bonus points though. No bonus points, but it did get a heart. Nice. Yeah, so. I think she had a good time. Am I supposed to feel sorry for that bitch, the Phantom? I don't. <laughs> the clarification. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> Zero stars. Mm. One and a half. Rashawn gets it. That's three and a half stars. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Did it get a heart, Rashawn? Supposed to feel sorry for that bitch? I don't. <laughs> Uh, yes, it did. It did. You're right. Ooh, Rashawn's catching up now. Oh, my God. Josh is not far behind. This movie made me cry and come at the same time. (laughs) Oh! Five stars. Five stars. Uh, three stars. I'm going to go with four. Oh, okay. Mel and Josh get a point. It is four and a half stars. Four and a half stars. And it did get a heart. Of course it did. Yeah. (laughs) At last, a movie for me. A sexually repressed hermit who can't sing and fucking loves candles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Four stars. Three. Uh, I'm going to go two and a half. One star. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Damn. Mella, heart or no? Uh, I'm going to go with heart. No heart. So mm. sorry. With the asterisks around this, Patrick Wilson voice in all caps. Of course not. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> One star. Five stars. I'm going to go zero stars. Four and a half stars for this comment. <laughs> <laughs> Did it get a heart, Josh? Two things. Yes, it got a heart. Yes, it did. And for the rest of the night last night, Lacey was walking around. This makes sense now. Just like vocally stimming, just nonstop doing. Of course not. (laughs) Everyone just singing. (laughs) That's me. That's me, Josh. Everyone just singing. Everyone's just singing. <laughs> two stars. One. Uh, two and a half. 
is one and a half. Point for Rashawn, point for Josh. It is anyone's game right now, just so you Shit. all know. Josh That's has it. nine points, Mella has 11 points, Rashawn has eight points. Ooh. When he face revealed, I thought he was Vince Vaughn. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Three stars. Uh, <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see that version. <laughs> Josh, did you, what'd you say? I said three. I'm gonna go with one star. Rashawn. Oh, I said I said three. I thought. Oh, I'll give a point uh, to Rashawn and Josh. What it was, was it? three exactly. Uh. Um, with no heart. I, full of Indian food, watched this a dramatic musicale in my underwear with a chihuahua on my stomach, a Maltese poodle by my side, and rain pattering in the background. Honestly, all other Saturday nights, wish. Five stars. Two. I think it's like a really low rating. I'm going to go with four. It got zero stars. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I'll give it to Josh. Did it get a heart, a, Josh? It had a heart for sure. It absolutely did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Josh is pulled in the lead. The most poetic and then no stars. So this one, I will say, it's part of the review, but it doesn't reveal anything. Two out of ten, in all caps. Why does he have a horse? <laughs> I did wonder how he got there. Did they there. stick with two, or did they do the math and they gave it four? I'm going to say they gave it four. One. Wait, no, it'd be sorry. one. Sorry, I did the math backwards. <laughs> Whoa, that was crazy. I was like, yeah, Rashawn got it with one star. They did do the math, correct? Is there a heart, Rashawn? No. No heart, you are correct. Oh my gosh, it's anyone's game. Josh with 12, Melon, Rashawn with 11. I like when it go, dun, 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 dun. Me, dude, I wrote the shit. Uh, four star. An even three? I'm going to go five. And even three it is. Joshua Hart. I told you I wrote it. Uh, Hearts, yeah. Yeah, it did. Congrats, Josh. You won Letterbox Reviews. No one (laughs) ever will forget that I did the fractions wrong. (laughs) I'll take it out. That's fine. Wrapping things up, I think we can all agree that Patrick Wilson, Patrick Wilson, Patrick Wilson. Amen. Hey, 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 oh, hey. Uh, at the end of each episode, we end with a quick round of six degrees of separation, and I want to use two actors from this week's movie to do so. Okay. So I would like you all, you're not allowed to use Phantom. No way. I would like you all to find the connection between Minnie Driver and Simon Callow. Simon Cowell was in Ace Ventura, though. Okay. <laughs> and Shakespeare in Love. And Shakespeare in Love, yeah. Oh, got it. But Okay. Minnie Driver was in... That's her in Good Will Hunting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in Good Will Hunting with Ben Affleck, who was in Shakespeare in Love with Simon Cowell. Look at you. It's Josh's Damn. day today. Double game. Congratulations, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for telling me you about were... Shakespeare. <laughs> Go ahead. 
Go listen to our Versus episode of Shakespeare in Love versus Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and liked, subscribed, rated us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Good Pods. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have suggestions for a new episode or if you want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Lacey, Mella, Josh, and Rashawn. <gasps> Do you guys hear that? Oh, he's here, the phantom of the opera.